about once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy's Equal Remake. This is episode 321. I'm Mark, he's Mike. I am indeed Mike, and you are indeed Mark. Yeah. Although, Mike. can anyone really be anyone? Mm. Wow, that's uh, that's deep. Yeah, is, is this reality just an illusion of our consciousness? I don't know. What's it mean to have a name? We'll get into it. I kind of hope it is with COVID. I hope we wake up. Yeah. <laughs> that has always been one long shared, uh, yeah, illusion. <laughs> oh, man. It's still going strong. I keep just waking up. I don't know. I just keep waking up. One day, I'm going to look at my windows and be some newspaper boy. And he's going to pass on the newspaper. He's like, have you heard the news? You know, like, a cure for COVID's been announced. <laughs> I'm hoping, be... like, it, it like a, a newspaper blows down the, blows in the wind down my street. And I just catch a glimpse of it, you know, through yeah. the window. Like, COVID cured. <laughs> yeah, a day's got to come. COVID cured. Vegas offers free room and board. Yeah. Every time I click on the news, that's what I expect to see, and then I have to hear something about Goya beans. Oh, man. It's always something. I'm just always like, this something. isn't what I want to hear. <laughs> Tell me things that affect me. Uh, yeah, I mean, the world is just getting tired of it. Even the news is getting bored of it. Yeah. It's just like a checklist. Okay, how many cases? Okay, yada, yada. Oh, and another news. Mm-hmm. 18 people drowned over the holiday weekend because they were drunk on a river. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. That's why it's just safe to stay indoors. Don't don't even venture out. You know, even gosh, like there's so many like these. They're announcing these, you know, can you know, uh, uh, out, I don't think outbreaks the right word, but like people getting them and they're like, uh, a local restaurant, you know, is announcing. Yeah. This, you know, and I'm just like that. That's why I don't eat out even in healthy times mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah then you know what we're, we're just a week away from you know the, all the news reports of like you know man swallowed by couch wasn't found for two weeks <laughs> yeah and it's like oh great now my couch isn't even safe Cou- yeah they never were though couches especially those hide-a-bed couches oh yeah I don't you trust get them. you get caught in one of those you're done my couch shouldn't be hiding anything from me I should be presenting it yeah ah uh, I did spend a lot of time on the couch, though. A lot, a lot of television, a lot of movies. What, what have you been watching over the, these last couple weeks? Well, yeah, we took a little extra week off, so I got I got a few other things here. In fact, I'm looking at my uh, my list, and I'm going back into June here. Oh, that's um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. Yeah. So yeah, let's just let's just start back in June. Uh, watched a film noir from. Uh, 1947 called The Lady from Shanghai and that's a uh, old school Orson Welles Rita Hayworth movie um, it's pretty good um, it's, it's short hour 20 hour 25 something like that but you know it, it was kind of like Orson Welles last 
trying to get into Good Graces of Hollywood thing. Um, but the guy was just an asshole. Yeah. And even his wife, Rita Hayworth, didn't like him, I don't think. <laughs> I kept trying to explain Citizen Kane to everybody. He's like, yeah, we get it. I, I understand it. I just don't like it. It's just so long and boring. And then, so, got a couple of newer ones, too. I watched 7500 on Amazon. That's the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film where he's the pilot. Uh, twenty. Uh, that's a 2020 movie. Oh, um, okay. Ama- I don't know if it's an Amazon original or whatever. It's on Amazon. Uh, yeah, he pays, plays this pilot, and uh, the plane is hijacked by terrorists. And it's really a... I, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, it's kind of in real time, and everything basically takes place in the cockpit of the airplane. Um, so, and... and Joseph Gordon-Levitt gives a real good performance. Um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I highly recommend people check it out. Uh, I watched a movie that I know you've seen before. I checked out Crawl. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. I'd say it's a, just an average monster movie. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. And I thought Barry Pepper was pretty good in it. And yeah, so I'll I'll probably not watch it again. Um, I'm a little bummed that I don't want to spoil anything, but it wasn't just a super crocodile; it was a whole shitload of crocodiles. Um, oh yeah, that's what makes it terrifying. This could happen any day in Florida. I think it could actually. Is it just normal crocodile? This is what, yeah. this is how alligators operate. This it's is a, how the, this is what happens. It's extremely. Um, realistic film yeah for sure yeah it's yeah <laughs> one crazy shit happens and crazy shit happens in florida doesn't get any more real than that yeah i may watch that again but i do love a good man versus beast movie yeah so Have... rare do i find one that's rewatchable. oh i mean uh, you look, have your well, jaws we got Jaws. Um, we got uh, we got Anaconda, of course. We have Congo, of course. We have uh, uh, Piranha, uh, both the original and the remake. Uh, very watchable. Piranha Two. Ghosts and the Darmans. Yeah, you got uh, uh, Piranha Two. Um, Ghosts in the Darkness. That's rewatchable. Yeah, I feel like I've watched the Ghosts in the Darkness within the last couple of years, and I, I would agree. Rewatchable. I think, you, I think you watched that just like a year ago. Yeah, because I do again, man versus beast. That that's like, that's a great just background. I'm just gonna throw on man versus beast. Oh, because the edge, the edge is rewatchable. Edge, yeah, very watchable. Yeah, because if you've seen it before, you can throw it on again. The actors will let you know when you need to look at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there there are better rewatchable uh, man versus beast than crawl. All the but, ones I just named. Yeah. All the yeah. <laughs> Uh, then uh, I watched another film noir called The Sign of the Ram, 1948. What a cool movie. It's about a, this wheelchair-bound woman who's just kind of like manipulating her family around her. And it is so good. It has some of the edgiest dialogue from, from the era. I highly recommend everyone watch this movie. Um, it's another. It's a snappy one. It's an hour 20. Uh just a good 
sit down, watch it, enjoy it. Um, I know a lot of people like black and white movies. I think the shorter the black and white movie, the easier it is for modern audience to digest. Um, then, uh, yeah, I re also I rewatched uh, one of my favorites, The Galaxy Quest, uh, 1999. You know, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Sam Rockwell, Tony Shalhoub. I mean, this is a super cast. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. It's so damn Hans good. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber's in it. Justin Long, right? Yeah, Justin yeah. Long is in that sucker. Um, I I've seen this movie a lot, and I hadn't seen it probably like five years. And I picked up a Blu-ray, and man, it holds up. It really holds up. It is so good. Rock, Rockwell's a, of course just steals the scenes, and so does Tony Shalhoub. Or Shalab, whatever his last name is pronounced. Um, I've always said Shalub. Shalub. He's a scene stealer in it too. Like Tim Allen's good, and he, he really just he, he's really a good engine for the film. But man, Rockwell and Shalub own it. They are so funny in that movie. Um, wow. What what year did you say? Nineteen ninety nine, I believe. Oh, interesting. I was wondering if there was some sort of anniversary. Uh, I, I know he just got a, a Steelbook re-release this year. Uh, yeah, so I the Blu-ray I picked up is the old twenty-one year anniversary. Yeah, so the Steelbook I did get the Steelbook. I don't know if it's a special one or not. Uh, it was a good price down at the local local store. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, got back onto my Batman animated. I watched Batman Under the Red Hood uh, from two thousand ten. By far my favorite of the animated films I've seen yet. Yeah, it's a classic one. It is so good, and if they could harness that kind of Batman environment and writing in in a in, in, into a live action film, we'd we'd have another great Batman movie. Uh, you know, Nolan Nolan did a good job with it, but these bat the and I think part of it is what they can do with the with the animation and stuff. Um, but even yeah, the animation itself is really, really great. Voice acting is great. Yeah, you know, the, Under the Red Hood, that, that's a great, if it's the one I'm thinking of, after the Nolan ones, which, you know, they're, they're supposed to be the grittier Batmans, but they're still PG-13 comic book movies. You know, I, if they ever wanted to go, you know, real dark and R-rated, you know, the Batman's got some stories. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, I think the uh, Laughing Joke is a rated R animated movie. Yeah. I think. And I mean, even Red Hood. I mean, there's people are getting killed. Yeah. There's blood. Um, I mean, it's it's legit, and it has good Batman detective stuff. And and Rash as Raz or Raz or Rash or well, you know, depending on the actor, it's pronounced different. Um, but he's really whoever plays him is awesome in it. Um, yeah. So and then uh, the next film noir I watched over the weekend on the noir alley was called The Bodyguard. A real short movie, hour and two minutes, 1948. Um, it's a uh, so Lawrence Tierney is the actor in it, and I learned about him, you know, the the breakdown of the film before they showed it on TCM. They they talked all about Lawrence Tierney and how he was a bar brawler, 
and like had a had this this uh, promising movie career, but was too too busy drinking and fighting all the time, going to jail. So it kind of ruined his his movie career, and it's just kind of interesting story about him. Uh, but not not the greatest movie. In fact, just skip it. Uh, spend an hour doing something else. Was it remade into the uh, Whitney Houston, uh, Kevin Costner, The Bodyguard? No, no, that completely not even made. I don't even think they borrowed the name. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close to be considered a remake, reimagining, whatever. <laughs> and my final thing, I had a pretty good list this time. My final, I watched uh, one of the newest Netflix releases, The Old Guard. Oh. Uh, with Charlize Theron. Yeah. And a handful of others that I didn't recognize. Um, that's a fucking cool movie. That's all I'm going to say. It's new. Right. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. No spoilers. That just came out this Friday. Yeah. it's. I thought it was awesome. Check, uh, check it out. It does drag in the middle. I will warn people. Um, or it did for me, but it makes up for it, and it's such a cool, unique kind of thing. Um, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. And it's on Netflix streaming, so easy, yeah. easy Netflix access. original. Yep, easy access. So yeah, what what about you, Mark? You, I if your list is longer than mine, like it usually is, we'll be here all day. Yeah, no, you know, I don't <laughs> think I actually watch that much um, as far as movies go. Um, I watched the season of Alone they had on Netflix. Uh, that was f- kind of fun to just. Is that the watch survival everybody. show? Yeah, yeah. You know, they sent a bunch of weirdos yeah. into the Arctic and they have to live there for a bit. Yeah, we had a, we had a friend really talking that up to us a couple weekends ago. Mm, I don't think it's great television, but it was just kind of nice escapism TV. You know, okay. this reality. Yeah, it's it's. Sometimes you need a little change of pace. Yeah, yeah, just something different. You know, I don't really watch survival shows. I don't watch shows on history, but this one caught my eye. And, you know, I'm, I'm climbing through it. I'm into it. There's now, people I'm rooting for. Is that a Netflix original, or did they buy it from somewhere? I, I believe it originally airs on the History Channel. Okay. Yeah. Well, his, you know, of, all, of the channels that do shows like that, History usually has better production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Discovery throws out a 10 million shows like that a year. Um, but they're all the they're all the same, just reskinned, yeah, with a different theme. I so. like how they, this one, you know, so it's all they're out there by themselves. They got some of their own video equipment, uh, but then just little factoids pop up, pop up on the uh, TV when there was like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm eat these fish scales, and then this thing pops up. It's like you probably shouldn't eat fish scales. <laughs> yeah, more scientific, like like there's facts behind it. You know, that's awesome. Fish scales can contain bacteria that you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, but you know, those just pop up every now and then, keeps me informed. I'm like, oh, okay, that is a bad idea. That's that's good because I I also wouldn't do that. <laughs> but you know, I'm not living out. alone. You know, I I, I got to order a pizza and, and watch this. And you know, these people, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing, dummies. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I'm taking my time. So I didn't watch that many movies. Uh, I'm going through my list on the Fourth of July. As I've stated, I love Man vs. Beast. I watched perhaps the greatest Man vs. Beast movie. I I watched Jaws, and uh, it holds up. It's still very good, um, and it fits the holiday theme because yeah, that's the exactly Fourth of July, July weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to throw on Jaws, and uh, it, 
it's it, it's the best. It, it's so good. It's so good. It really is. I used to have four goldfish, and well, three goldfish and a bala shark. So I had my my three fish, Brody, Quint, Hooper, and then I had Jaws, the bala shark, mm-hmm. in my in a tank when I was like twelve years old. Yeah. As I get older, they didn't live very long. The ball shark uh-huh. lived longer, so didn't follow the movie at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I get older too, you know, I just rewatch it now. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, that movie was a horror movie. Yeah. And then you know, I, I grow. Yeah. You know, this kind of oh it's, oh, it's an action adventure movie. It's a you know what? Now I'm just like, oh, it's, it's also very funny. And now is, as an adult, I really just funny, appreciate yeah. the humor and just yeah. It's got it all. It's got everything. I think you start the older you get to, the more you appreciate the the individual characteristics of the of the the three crew. Yes, their little, their you know, Hooper's little. They're nerdiness all fleshed and, out. They're all yeah. yeah. You know, Quint and Hooper have their you know this tension in the beginning, and then it, you know then they but you know you don't root against. It's, it's not like um, you know. Anaconda, where uh, John Boy, you know, it's, it's in, in these, you know, you have, you have to have some sort of human villain element, and and then there's not. These are all just people trying to get by. Do the, yeah. you know, even the mayor, who kept the beaches open, he's just trying to do right by his town. Yeah, I mean, he's just trying. He's, I mean, it's very timely, is it not? He's trying to he keep had the economy kids, open. He had kids on the, that beach too. That's right. You got to understand that. He's just trying to keep uh, so the economy that. open. Do the best he can. Um, threw in another just kind of old, not not an old movie, but just uh, just a rewatch, just something I've seen before, and uh, just kind of some kind. Of, I, I I watch uh, Bridesmaids, and uh, that's still a very funny movie too. That that just it hold the jokes still hold up. I, I find it very funny. It's longer than I remember, so I, I don't know the runtime. It just felt a little longer, but the jokes are still very funny in it. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. I I, I like that one. Yeah, uh, I also oh I started the old guard. I have not finished it, so I do not feel that I can um, fairly weigh in. But oh, you must have got uh, to that dragging part in the middle. Possibly. Now, <laughs> to be fair to me, um, I think this was just a matter of I had something to do, and then I ran up against the clock um, with some movies we had to watch for the show. Because uh, you know this just came out Friday, so uh, so I, I have every intention to go back and finish it. Uh, so we'll, more more to come on the old guard, but right, uh, you already have Mike's go. recommendations. Check it out. Uh, I watched okay now. I, I watched some older movies. I watched uh, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, 1995 film. Um, you know, when I was much younger, I really liked that movie. I still think it's good. I've never uh, heard of it. Oh, it's uh, Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo play New York drag queens who take a road trip to Los Angeles, and their car breaks down. And uh, they, they never really clarify what state, but it's one of the you know one of the bad states. Uh, and they get um, <laughs> stuck in this small town, and um, you know have to bring some of that New York drag queen flair to to the, the locals. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for a movie in 1995, and a movie starring Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, uh, who, you know, both huge stars in 1995. Yeah. Kind of a very progressive movie. Um, 
uh, it's good. It just wasn't as it wasn't as funny as I remembered as a kid. Uh, but you know, good. It was a nice rewatch. My, my wife had never seen it. She she also never even heard of this movie. And I was like, the guy from Roadhouse and Blade are drag queens. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, they're all sass a, and snapping fingers. And how's it hold up from a like a, a socio a social like uh, a current uh, events. Honestly, it has a very good message, obviously, of, of accepting people. I do think that just it, it, it is dated. I do kind of see some parts of it are a little problematic. Okay. Um, but you know, the, the message is overall good, and you know, just from the setup, you, you can assume that you know everything's going to work out in the end for these people. You know, it, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be lighthearted. Um, yeah. I think uh, I kind of went back. I was like, oh, I wonder how this was received uh, at the time. And I think one of the bigger complaints of the movie is that it didn't do enough. That it really just kind of does this, like, giant overview of uh, homosexuality and drag queens and acceptance and all those things. And it, it is kind of just a, uh, a sugar-coated version of, of it. And, uh, you know, obviously it's trying to be light, but I th- that was the biggest uh, complaints I saw, you know, when the movie came out. It was just like, you know, it... it Maybe the movie was trying to make a bigger statement than it actually did. But Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes are very good in it. And actually, John Leguizamo is very good in it. Underrated. John yeah, Leguizamo's yeah. Underrated. He's, he's a scene stealer. You know, he's, he's going for it in 1995. Um, I do like him. What movie was... I think we just talked about it last week, and I was like, it movie was okay, but then John Leguizamo... Oh, it was that... Uh, uh, the, the, the Night Clerk. Which I didn't like, but John Leguizamo was in it, and I enjoy when he showed up in the movie. Oh, okay, I yeah, like yeah. It. yeah, we talked about that. I haven't seen, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, and then just one other movie uh, I threw in 1988's uh, Child's Play, um, which I really, really liked. I, you know, I always thought it was kind of, um, uh, you know, when we did Chucky's Cold, Cold Chucky. I didn't go back and watch the first time. I just based it on five minutes enough time. I know. I, like, I know these movies. And it, the movies definitely get a um, cheesy, kind of tongue-in-cheek tone, I think probably around, probably Bride of Chucky uh, and what they become. Uh, Child's Play, the original, is a, is very good uh, for a, for the 80s horror movie genre. Like I actually very much enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, it. I still need to watch that. Yeah, and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of uh, you know the, the special features and just watched a bunch of documentaries on making the doll and making the movie. Um, uh, you know, th- there was a little person who played Chucky along with a puppet. Uh, you know, so they, they you know, it was kind of a combination of puppets and then a little uh, little person, uh, and that was a very fascinating section of the uh, the special features. Uh, you know, he talked about a point that uh, you know little people. In the 80s and the 90s, uh, you know, we're an important part of Hollywood. And now, thanks to CGI, um, none of them are really working. Oh, that is an interesting point. Yeah, he talks about how, like, you know, Santa's elves, and maybe it's more PC to just use teens or or life-size people. And, and, you know, CGI, you can shrink them down. Or sometimes they're just normal-sized people, uh, which is like, oh, great. You know, they're not little people, but now you have uh, all these little people who aren't acting anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's just that vicious circle of, of the social, uh, political scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, you know, he, he's used, you know, he's not playing, but, you know, there, there are practical 
parts where they need uh you know chucky to, to run or grab things and you can't do that with a puppet so you only right. get a little person uh right. and it's actually cool how, how they design a, a set you know cause obviously you know, he's not the size of a doll you know he, he, um you know, they, they built a set that was um um to scale you know so you know ju- you know pr- to make him look smaller so everything uh, was exaggerated size wise yeah in uh in, on these sets where they needed him to to run or uh you know at what point you know, uh, he fully needs to be on screen as, as chucky and so you know they they build this giant you know a bigger set you know huh, uh, to make him awesome. bigger Hey, you know, now you talk about you know now they would just computer animate it. I, I haven't seen the Chucky remake. Maybe that's when the movie eventually the the child is playing the, the new one that just came out with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Um, but you know, I assume that's just a lot of CGI, probably. Oh, I'm sure it is. I, yeah. You know, it's it's good to hear that you did you dipped into special features. Like, I, I, is there like some some sort of website or something that could tell me like these are worth watching, these are not. When, the special you know, features? When, yeah, because, you know, sometimes you dip into special features on a DVD or a Blu-ray, and it's just garbage, just trash. Oh, yeah. You know, but I have seen once some... Once in a while, you get, like, some good, like, like small documentary things or, or things like that that are really worth it. Yeah, so I, I've been watching some YouTube on uh, specifically uh, media releases, you know, the 4K and Blu-ray releases, and they'll tell you what the special features are and, like, you know, is this a good release or not. Uh, this was off my Scream Factory um, the edition of Child's Play, and I, oh, I, yeah. I know those ones, they just pack them full of, you know, this is a two disc, and they just put a bunch of special features on it. Everything they can get for it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, when you, when you, when you get, like, the Criterion or Screen Factory or Arrow Video, you know, the thing, the only problem with Screen Factory is it is, is specialized to just, you know, horror movies, kind of, right. you know, and not like, you know, like The Witch is a movie I really enjoyed. You know, that's not going to be on Screen Factory with a bunch of special features, so now I do have to rely... Yeah, you, know, you go buy the Blu-rays. Like, well, how much do they really put into these special features? Right. Is it a director's commentary and a couple of deleted scenes, or do I actually get like a good making of? Usually, when you get like a good, uh, when you get like the new uh, Steelbook release, I feel like those. Uh, really, the only one I've really watched I, I, when Us came out, uh, I, I got that Steelbook, and uh, the, the, that was just packed full of special features. I feel like they need to do it now with all the streaming services, you know. Well, what's going to get you to spend twenty five bucks? Uh, yeah, for, how you, you know, compete? Yeah. Real movie watchers, it's like, well, you got to put you got to put something other else on there other than just the movie. Because um, now it's just me and my grandma buying movies, and um, <laughs> that's just because she doesn't know how to work Netflix. That's really what, yeah, yeah, yeah. People who really appreciate like the the home viewing experience and, and want more out of cinema, and then you just have old people who just still have a DVD player and know how to know how to use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's what I watch. Yeah, very, very short. Uh, although, you know, nice, nice discussion about uh, uh, special features, and you know, you know, need to watch more of them. Although, then that takes into my movie watching. I couldn't I finish know. the old guard because I was watching this documentary on the guy who played Chucky. Yeah, you know, I, I that's my my thing too. Is I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see check this out. I'll check it out next time because I I am gonna do this instead. Yeah, I, I don't have time. I gotta. I would. Li- I'd rather watch this other movie now. I'll get back to these, and you never get back to the special yeah. features. Well, yeah, it's not enough time in the day, but no, we somehow found time in the day uh, to, to to get in a good five hour of movie watching for yeah. uh, this week's episode. Uh, we watched uh, 2017's sequel to the 1982 movie Blade Runner. We watched Blade Runner 2049. Uh, Blade Runner. Did you say 92? I think it was 82. 
1982. Yes, 1982 Blade Runner, uh, directed by Ridley Scott. It stars Harrison Ford, uh, Rutger Hauer, Sean Young, uh, Edward James Olds. Uh, almost. It is uh, loosely based on the Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Uh, it is set in the future of 2019, um, where um, replicants are um, these um, synthetic humans. Uh, they are created and uh, are used as slave labor. Uh, on Earth, they become illegal. And the group of police who go and hunt down these replicants to retire them are known as Blade Runners. And Harrison Ford is a, a retired Blade Runner. It's pulled in the, in, into a case to hunt down a floor, uh, four uh, replicants that have made their way uh, running on Earth. Uh, did you read Blade Runner in preparation for Blade Runner 249? I did. I did rewatch it. Which version of Blade Runner did you watch? I ended up going with the final cut, Mark. That's good because I watched the theatrical. Okay. And um, I don't know the difference because I didn't watch the final cut. Um, what were your thoughts on watching the final cut of Blade Runner? Um, the, well, I will tell you the difference here, Mark. All right. Um, the difference in the final cut from, well, so we have multiple cuts. We have theatrical, we have directors, and we have the final. Yes. Uh, the director's cut. I believe is maybe one of the only director's cuts that actually shortens a film. Um, I believe it knocked off 15 seconds or something. Okay. <laughs> and I used to know the difference between that and the original. I don't know that anymore, but I do know the final cut, there is a, uh, a dream sequence involving a unicorn that... We get the full dream sequence in the final cut, so literally adds 20 seconds to the movie. All right. That's the difference between that and the directors. And I loved it. Now, I've heard, I've heard that in the final cut, right as it ends, Harrison Ford looks in the camera and goes, I'm a replicant, you know. I did not see that. <laughs> final final cut yes yeah that must um, be yeah that must be the last one yeah so I, i'm just kind of reading up so there were seven different versions of blade runners in a, throughout its existence uh there were changes requested by the studio executives so you got several directors cut and then in 2007 the final which um uh ridley scott had full artistic um control over uh was released and was considered the it's considered canon as mike likes to say yeah. You know, and I, I believe that there, those seven probably include, there were different versions for different countries. Oh. Um, there were, I mean, that's, that's common, but this movie's just got a tumultuous, like, pass with, with who owns it and stuff like that, that it's probably a little more followed uh, than, than most movies and films when they're getting a, a international release and some changes are made due to, due to, uh, you know, certain standards and stuff but um right uh but yeah there's a lot of cuts of this movie yeah i went with the theatrical version and i go i don't see what everyone was what's the big deal this movie's great as a theatrical version i, I think that i yeah that's the thing that these other cuts aren't that substantial of differences mark yeah. like i've seen them all now other than all those like international ones i've seen 
the theatrical, the directors, and now the final. So there's nothing that truly changes the film. Is ever is, is there still voiceover in the final cut? Uh, yeah. They, they even do that. Okay. I, I, I tried to listen to some, some podcast about Blade, you know, just in preparation and, uh, uh, Decker's speech at the end after, after he's saved by, by Roy. And if that was in which versions of, of the movie and did, did he go through it? And yeah, I know Harrison Ford was brought back after filming to do those voiceovers. And that was a very studio pushing to, to explain more. And, um, either way, I, I think they're all very successful movies. It's a it's a damn good movie. It really it's, it's is. a very it's a very good movie. Um, uh, highly influential movie. Um, I think at the time, um, maybe people thought it was a little slow or didn't get. I think this is a movie that in time, uh, people have gotten very very kind to. Overall, it holds a ninety percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and you know yeah. th- this mark this is like purest sci-fi stuff uh, you know it's not it's not sci-fi action or you know I- I'm sure it gets tagged all kinds of stuff but this is a this is one of the more pure sci-fi movies out there well I've also heard um, you know because we love a good sh- subgenre and obviously you know this movie would be sci-fi uh, I've heard noir. Throw, thrown thrown in this a, a sci-fi noir film yeah it has some a, it has some noir theme to it yeah yeah you know i mean you have a a, a cop um doing you know yeah we got a trace of things ambiguous characters yeah yeah um voiceover narration uh yeah there you know i there is there's a mystery element and but i i so I don't watch as much sci-fi. I, I don't think as as it was certainly not as much as Mike, and maybe not as much as certain Gore. So the parts I really enjoy of Blade Runner is this kind of police um, detective, uh, you know, this this detective story set in the, in a in a science fiction world. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it, Blade Runner is a very very good movie. Everyone should watch Blade Runner. Um, yeah, it's a movie. I, although I hadn't seen it in a, in a very long time, um, this was kind of my first rewatching it. But maybe you know, as like an adult man watching Blade Runner. To to this day, my favorite scene in Blade Runner is when he is manipulating the photo and zooming in, panning. It's like two minutes. Yeah, and it's just him going stop, closer, stop, move. Yeah, name me out plot closer. points in you know closer. Yeah. yeah, and and I just it's just that kind of man, it's just kind of mesmerizing. I just yeah. love that. Enhance. And, and there's not there's nothing happening, but I mean that's just and that's the kind of movie that it is. Yeah, it's a very uh um Yeah, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I don't want to say slow because it's not slow. I mean, the movie flies. If you know, I think it flies. But uh, I would, I, you know, I, I think depending on the type of movie you're going in, thinking you're going into, maybe some people. I could see some people having an issue with the pacing, especially you know if if you. I think maybe more. We'll get into it when we talk about the sequel. But you know, I don't know if 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 you're 
if you're thinking you're you're seeing Star Trek, it's not that. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it, it, it's not it's not an action movie. No. Um, and so I think when you see well, one, it's called Blade Runner, which uh, that's just a great that's just a cool title. Hell yeah, it is. Do we know why they're called Blade Runners? No, that is one thing. Yeah, they that just tell us that they they're just, called Blade yeah, Runners. Yeah, they just tell us they're called Blade Runners, and it's one yep. thing I've always wanted to know. The people who, yeah, who who, who retire replicants are known as Blade Runners. Um, yeah, I have the book. I wonder if it's in there. I don't know. I know it's loosely based. I don't. Maybe Blade Runner doesn't even appear. It, um, it's it's very loose. Yeah. Um, so. We flash forward um, from 1982 to 2017. Uh, we get a sequel announced. Blade Runner 2049, uh, 27, uh, or, sorry, 2017. Uh, it is a sequel to the Blade Runner. It's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who did, uh, I don't know the order of when these movies came out. Uh, before this, he probably did, uh, well, Enemy, uh, which we had both uh, recently seen and discussed. Uh, Prisoners, Sicario, maybe... Yep, yep. Scario's pre-Blade Runner. Uh, and then, of course, he's going to go on to do Arrival. Um, he has a, a, a Dune remake. Uh, hopefully coming out if uh, movies ever come out again. I mean, this guy's one of the, this is one of the top talents in, in film industry, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we just want to just jump right into the director, um, he you definitely, uh, you know, I mean, he has an American career that, that spans... 10 years, you know, if you go back to Enemy uh, or, or Prisoners, uh, you know, however long you go back. Um, which is fairly new when you, when you you know, you consider the people still, like Martin Scorsese, still making movies. And yeah. he's definitely just one of the most exciting guys making movies right now. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think every film uh, I've just greatly enjoyed. And then being able to go back and discover Enemies, um, you know, just this year, this yeah, this, this yeah, just a, a masterful filmmaker. Yeah, uh, and of course, and then he it's uh, Roger Deakins to uh, do the cinematography, uh, who's just a legendary cinematographer from Shawshank Redemption all the way up to 1917. Um, yeah, but for, let's get into the actual movie. Uh, it stars Ryan Gosling, uh, who plays a replicant named Kay, who. Uh, is is a Blade Runner himself, and he is. Uh, it takes place in 2049. Uh, Ryan Gosling plays Kay, who is a replicant Blade Runner who uncovers a secret that threatens to destabilize society in the course of civilization. Um, it also stars Ana de Armas, Robin Wright, uh, Harrison Ford. Um, was this your first time watching Blade Runner 2049? No, I had seen it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was my this was my first watch. I think this is one maybe when it hit HBO, I I started throwing it on and uh, I finished it. And so this was my first time actually sitting down and just getting like watching uh, Blade Runner with Friend, which is no uh, easy feat. It, it, it's 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 for it's a long time. It's so long, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you like about Blade Runner for Let's just start with that. The goods. Uh, the uh, and I was looking for this word earlier and I still can't find it. Uh, I want to say the environment, but like just the setting feels right. Yeah, um, uh, the, yeah like you know, the cinematography is unbelievable. Uh, gosh, performances are great. It's got that Blade Runner weird weirdness. I mean, that's one thing we didn't mention about talking about the original. It's weird. 
Um, and, and, and I feel like this movie maintains the theme really well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say silly because I, I don't think it's that. Blade Runner, I think maybe you, you can almost go in, and it certainly does. It, it's a, these are serious movies, but they're not dull. I don't know if that's the right way, but like there's a weirdness to them. It, it gives the world like this. Yeah, it's not just this like serious sci-fi movie that's you know. I know, I know what you mean. It's um... yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, hard to explain. Uh, you know, just go back cinematography. So. Um, Roger Deakins does uh, this movie does win best cinematography at uh, the uh, 2018 um, Academy Awards. Uh, there, there's this Twitter, uh, Twitter or Instagram, I, I can't remember which. I forget what it's called. But I think it's called Perpetrator. Something on those lines. Uh, I'll, I'll retweet them um, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, you know, they're a very popular uh, Twitter follow. But essentially, every day they, they, they take um, a scene from a movie and just you know put it up as you know the perfect shot and it, it, it's, it's something like you can almost take that out of the movie and just frame it uh-huh. this entire movie is just, is just that I, I just feel like every scene it just looks like a painting yeah and, and it is it's palpable you know what i mean like yeah you're, you're, in, you're in in the shot with them it's just you're in the environment you, you in the weird world you're just there with them and i think part of it is the camera work the angles and I just, you know, I felt like I was walking the streets with it with Kay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just the world they created. So this movie takes place 30 years after Blade Runner. Uh, in that time, technology dances. And it's, it's just like a world they created. You know, and it's world like 20 years later. And it's cool. Uh, and on a day, on plays this, this AI housekeeper. And just everything about her existence, I, I just found so cool. Uh, from when we first meet her to the, her being this like uh, uh, Alexa, uh, you know, Siri type device, to then when when she appears and she's making dinners, to yeah, it's all um, very 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 cool how they expanded this world, yeah. and then but then kept the, the I don't know, uh, uh, you know essence of Blade Runner. It, it's I think in lesser hands this could have been like an action or sci-fi movie, but they were trying to set up a franchise yeah, just, where you know I, I can see Blade Runner twenty forty nine leading to Blade Blade Runner Redemption the next year. Yeah, and they just like. Put everything, you know, pump it full of Michael Bay and yeah. and, and the Matrix. Yeah, so, so you know, someone takes, takes Blade Runner, so we, you know, we're, we're the replicants of the Human to War. And now, now, now it's a three, you know, it, it, it's a trilogy movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie still, it, 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 it's, it's a mystery. It, it, it's, a, it's uh, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the effects of, of the mystery, what, what they're trying to solve, uh, the damages it, it, it could, um, cause on society are huge but really it's it, it's one blade runner um just kind of trying to solve a mystery and the, and the detective work is so good yeah and you know the original too you know like like i mentioned my favorite scene in the original is just like pure detective work and yeah just this movie and uh, the detective work is you know times 10 in this movie tracking down leads and and following the clues, I mean, that part is just mesmerizing to me. Yeah. What What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on Ryan Gosling? I, I like Ryan Gosling. I 
I, I want us to be past the point where we're just doing whatever we can to get Ryan Gosling an Academy Award. Because I don't... He hasn't done that yet. Like, it, part of it is all the La La Land hoopla. Um, yeah. Because I, I frankly don't think La La Land was a very good movie. And... And so that kind of annoyed me, and I'm like, what are, why are you working so hard to get Ryan Gosling an Academy Award? Like, make him earn it. Let's let him earn it. Um, but at the Academy Awards, I shouldn't, I mean, Remy Malek did not earn it, so I guess I should, yeah. like, not worry. I should just not worry about it, because they don't matter, they don't affect my life. But I do like Ryan Gosling. I like how he is on the screen. He's just kind of subtle. Yeah, you know, Ryan Gosling... Um... I enjoyed La La Land, but the thing I like about Ryan Gosling is, you know, I don't know if he's a guy who will ever win, or when he wins an Academy Award, it'll be old, old man Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I think he'll be a guy that you appreciate later, because when, when you think about his bigger roles, you know, outside of, like, The Notebook, um, which I'm sure he's fine in as well. Uh, it's just a movie I, I, I don't really... Uh, recall but you think about uh, drive or a place beyond the pines uh, first man he plays he's very quiet on screen and i don't feel like he's doing a lot but you know he he adds like a subtlety or, or just a quietness to, to these characters and then that's why i like lala and when, when you kind of see that he can do other things um it's so effective here because he's a replicant you know um but you end up being really emotionally invested in him uh, and then you can just see when he can turn turn it on. Uh, you know the, the 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 scene where he where he just kind of has his uh, his breakdown before he has to go get uh, uh, baselined again. And you know that, that's kind of really the only you know huge emotion you know the big emotional outburst that you get from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's very good. I just think you, you kind of forget because he's always just playing like a a guy who doesn't talk a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, know, you watch First Man. And he, I mean, the guy barely speaks in First Man, and then, or Drive. You know, I don't even know how many lines he oh, has. Oh yeah, I Drive. Guy. He hardly talks at all. I, I haven't seen yeah. First Man yet, but but yeah, and Place Beyond the Pines. Hey, you're right. That's another. That's another good one that he just he's just kind of uh, not. Doesn't act with doesn't act with his dialogue. He acts with his eyes and his you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that he's emotionalist in this or that he's robotic at all. It's just, you know, it's a quiet performance until until it has to be louder. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that scene, the opening scene um, where he uh, uh, interviews uh, a replicate, um, Dave Bautista, in it, um, that's just such a good scene. And, you know, it's just these two guys kind of kind of talking back and forth. Yes. Yeah, that seems that seems yeah, and then and then you get this burst of action, and um, yeah, it's just, it's um, yeah, he he's really good in it, um, and so yeah, I do enjoy that you know um, the story aspect, uh, you know, that they kept it, that they didn't go this big action movie, though, though there are action elements into it that that are very very cool. Yeah, you know, uh, in all honesty, this movie turns up the action by you know tenfold, which isn't saying oh, a yeah. whole lot because the original hardly has any, but. Uh, but I think part of it was for the modern times, but it, it it's not intrusive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, when you, when you look back at that '80s movie, um, yeah, the you know, the action sequences are, are just kind of the, the you know, couple '80s style fistfights, you know. Yeah. In uh, this, you know, uh, uh, De- Decker took some um, Krav Maga classes or something. You know, yeah, you know, he's been able to turn it up a little bit in, the, in thirty years. 
But they, I mean, they're still. It was just still throwing haymakers. It was, yeah. <laughs> they were just uh, no budget. Um, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I, I kind of wish. I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You're making a Blade Runner sequel. I'm sure this gets out. I, maybe that's why they put him front and center. Um, it would have been. You know, I don't know if you should put Harrison Ford on the poster. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think it would have been a fun surprise. Yeah, but that'd be such a secret to keep. Yeah, it would be tough. Not a movie, but man, that would be that would be so so cool. Yeah, you know, this is a two hour forty four minute. I don't, you know, I I didn't catch the minute mark. He probably doesn't show up for an hour forty five of this movie until uh, you show up, and 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 he shows up, and it's great. But this movie could have existed, and it would have been great still without Harrison Ford even being in it. Oh yeah, they could have they could have pulled it off a successful yeah. story. You know, it could have just been, you know, if, if he if he just died and it's K unsolving this mystery about, you know, the, this this Blade Runner who runs off with a replicate. Um Yeah, I mean, it would be just good, but him showing up is, you know, it, it, then it just adds, yeah, adds to the movie. It, and it, adds, it really it adds a ton, but you're right. They could have just had a picture of of young Deckard, you know, show up in a newspaper article, <laughs> and like, oh, oh yeah, shit, I, I, they're I, talking I, about Deckard. Holy crap! The reveal of that the that the remains are are Rachel are so cool. Yeah. Um, that they're you know they're able to somehow get the recording of uh, the interview between Decker and Rachel, and and realize that's who it is, and so. You know, you, you as the audience member are, are hearing this back and forth from 1982. Um, yeah, they could have just had those, you know, th- those type of elements. Yeah, like a picture of Decker, um, the, these recorded conversations uh, between him and him and Rachel. But he's in it, and uh, he's great. You know, I mean, I feel bad for Harrison Ford. His, his kids are always, you know, messing up his life <laughs> in, in these uh, in these sequels. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of like popping. He's just playing, you know. You know, revisiting these characters from his past, and I haven't seen anything that I haven't seen like Call of the Wild or whatever that new one is um, that Harrison Ford started. But I mean, the guy's aged, and, and maybe that's all he wants to do from the acting perspective. Is just like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll come in for a couple of weeks and, and be Deckard again, or yeah. Han, or whatever. But yeah. it's kind of interesting that he's got that run going. Yeah. What didn't work for you with uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Um, yeah, gosh, it's hard. Probably uh, Jared Leto's character, um, not not his character per se, but the scenes with him are 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 too long. Um, I, I think maybe that would have I, I would have respected those more if I kind of had more develop more development out of him before we meet him uh if that makes any sense no i agree you know so this movie is uh two hours four four minutes you know and if you listen to the show you know my number one complaint is gonna be run time um it's a very good movie but you're right the jared because he does go on these long um monologues about humanity and giving life and you know ultimately he really outside of being the guy who creates these he's not that important to the story yeah we just we just hear about 
you know, what's his name? Something Wallace, Nyander Wallace or something. Uh, yeah. We just hear about. Yeah, he's Wall. He's the Wallace Corporation. Yeah, we just hear about the Wallace Corporation, you know, absorbing Tyrell. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he's got Bogu Bucks. And that's all we really know. And then, like, what? I mean, I would like to know a little bit about his little, his eye thing. His little yeah. drones. Like, I, I want to know about that. Um, and, and maybe I would have enjoyed his scenes more had I known, like, his motivations a little more. But I, I really I really didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, it, it's not that, you know, it's not that anything of it was bad. But, you know, if, if you go in with it, that this movie's long, those are probably the one scenes you look at and you go, man, this, 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 is, this is where maybe you could have... Could help him a little, or maybe taking scalps to it a little. Yeah, more. I could have turned some stuff later, probably. Yeah, I, I don't and really, that's it. Because now I just have a nicking because this is a really movie. It's uh, that's a it is kind of my film. I, I know. We're gonna get into it if we need it or not, but uh, maybe a, a little spoiler. Yeah, it's just so good. I really, nothing. The things that what doesn't work, I, I don't know if anything doesn't work in it. I mean, I think, yeah, runtime, I guess, would definitely be it. I think they could, and some of the things they could, list, like, what are some other ways they could cut runtime? I think some of those long scenes they could trim, I think they could trim a little bit of, of the the world set up with all this, with all the uh, the AI and, and and stuff. But then again, it it's just, it just looks so cool when you see the advertisements and you see the, the, the world is alive with this stuff and, and maybe we need it. maybe we do need it all maybe without all that extra stuff the movie's not good yeah I mean even I, even yeah, watching yeah. the original I was I'm still taken back how great that movie looks oh yeah you know uh, yeah just just for the year and you know it's an 80s movie and sometimes you watch things from the 80s and they just kind of feel dated this doesn't uh, or the original Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner just it looks so cool. Um, yeah, and this one is no exception. Uh, let's see. I, I think so, I, I believe there are so, you know, we meet this character Sapper Morton at the beginning. That's Dave Bautista. Yeah. And well, one, I got to give Dave Bautista credit uh, for ex wrestling guy. He's a pretty good actor. Um, uh, oh yeah, and you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, out of out of all the ex wrestlers, let's go ahead and throw Jesse the Body Ventura, Rocky Piper, and they lift Hulk Hogan, Mister Nanny, and of course you have The Rock. Uh, the Academy Award for Best Actor. I would give it to David Bautista. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, and then you know him is his Brax um, in the. Uh, um, Guardians movies, he's the funniest part of those. He's really good, yeah. And so you know the fact he's Drax, and then you know I mean he's he's in he's on screen for you know it's a little four minute scene at the beginning of the movie, but he's very good. Yeah, and that, that being said, I believe that there is a short film about Cyber Wharton out there somewhere, and I don't know if it was a promotional thing that came out pre-release of the film or it was post. Uh, and I'm looking on IMDb and I can't find it, but I swear there is like a hmm. Saturn-centric um, thing you can watch. That, that kind of like a little prequel, if you will. 
Oh, here we go. It's called 2048 Nowhere to Run, directed by Ridley Scott, follows Sapper Morton as he protects a mother and daughter from thugs. I would like to watch that. Not Ridley Scott, Luke Scott. It just said directed by uh, Scott. One of the Scots. And so I assumed. Oh, his father's Ridley. Okay, you know, so he's in the family. It's a 2017 American neo-noir science fiction short film. Acting as a prequel to the feature film Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Starring Don't Dave Bautista. Don't you Bautista. watch that? I, yeah. I, I, where can I find this? You know, after I watched this movie, I, I, I did search online. I was like, there has to be some special edition release of Blade Runner on Blu-ray or 4K or something. And, and there really isn't. Um, which is a shame because, yeah, you just put these put this short film and then, you know, there's other short films um, that have been made for Blade oh, Runner. Holy crap. There is another one called 2036 Next is Dawn, which is about Niagara Yeah, no, I, I see that one. <laughs> holy yeah. crap. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a six minute, six minute short. This is unbelievable. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I, to, I, I have got to find these. I think they are on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 2048, nowhere to run. Um, so uh, that uh, that opening scene with uh, Sapper Morton, um, that was actually taken from. Oh yeah, it looks like it's just on YouTube. Or do I have to? Is that YouTube yeah. Red? <laughs> or whatever YouTube's paid. paid oh no, us. I got. I just clicked on it. There's a little intro from Denny Villeneuve. Uh, and it's a little six-minute short. Those. I'm going to watch that, that tonight. Cool. That is uh, so cool. We, it, we might have to redo the show. <laughs> yeah. We, did. we were watching it just hit record uh, after it. Uh, so that, that scene was actually taken from the original Blade Runner script. That, that was originally uh, Decker's introduction into oh, the really? movie. Um, was, uh, yeah, what I've read is that it was almost taken, you know, it's almost taken verbatim from Blade Runner and then just made to be K- K in and, this scene. And is it something uh, that never shot, or is it? Is it? I believe it was okay. never shot. That really, that was in the script, and then really Scott decided to have Decker's introduction be the. Because well, that would be cool if it was uh, like on the cutting room floor somewhere, and, and they put it in some special edition or something we could find. Yeah, and instead of uh, Dave Bautista, it was King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. He was just a wrestler <laughs> from the eighties. Um, uh, but yeah, he slams a. Uh, Slam tears the through a wall. Um, yeah. What, does this movie do anything better than the original Blade Runner? Um, I, you know, I I do think the additional action adds to this film. I really do. Um, and and I and I think modern yeah. technology, uh, like the original, looks great. And I mentioned how good it still looks, but it is a 1982 movie, and and this. This uh, this universe in in the modern tech with modern cameras and color technology and and I mean when he's in Vegas, I mean Vegas looks amazing. Um, yeah, you know so that I think that is better and that is just the you know kind of modern tech part of the times, but I do think it does that better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the action is definitely welcome. This movie um, did not do well in the box office. 
they, they kind of uh, attribute that to the long runtime. And so in preparation for this, I, I was kind of just jumping on. I was trying to get the pulse of people. Most people generally, you know, critics. And this, this is well received by critics. Uh, the biggest complaint is that is is just the lack of action in the movie. I, I do kind of just think, yeah, you have this long runtime. Um, and then, you know, it, the casual audience, you know, this kind of goes back to the, just ha- has such a cool title, Blade Runner. And if you grow in and kind of expecting a big sci-fi action movie, it's just, it's just not Yeah, that. there's not tons of spaceships and explosions. And... Right. But so the action that does show up in the movie, it, it, it's it's it is welcome because it kind of you know not this movie has like a pacing problem or you know a storytelling problem but it just kind of mixes it up you kind of have these you know slower scenes that are breathing or these quieter scenes or you know uh, him talk case or hit him and uh, him and his AI together uh, and then you kind of have these explosions of action real, real you know yeah. spread throughout the movie um you know, I kind of feel bad because I did not see this in theaters, and and I feel like I uh, contributed to um, its bad boxness uh, because you know. So it finished uh, in its its. So it opened, uh, well, it opened um, but it finished fourth to Happy Day, Voodoo, uh, which I did see, and Storm, which I also saw. That's sad. And I really enjoyed Storm. Obviously, I enjoyed Storm and Blade Runner too, but I enjoy that. Uh, the same. So, uh, yeah, that is sad. Maybe the rep can I don't think you do, I th- but I do think it does enhance your enjoyment. Yeah. I'm going to... If you're going to watch Blade... If you're going to commit Blade Runner 2049... And two hours from I don't want you to make the mistake of these Geostorm fans who went to Blade Runner and then went on Yelp or uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and wrote a bad review because there weren't enough explosions in it. So for tonally, you should watch Blade Runner. Get you a good idea of what you're stepping into with Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, it, it is a good primer for not only yeah. the characters and the story and the setting, but also the the structure and architecture of the film that you the next film you were going to watch. Yeah, uh, and then just you know having some the, the reveals of uh, you know you know, in when you watch twenty forty nine and then when they mention Decker and Rachel and uh, you know Edward James almost shows up, uh, uh, you're ready for those. Though I agree, you know you you don't have to see Blade Runner. I mean, everything this movie does such a such a a good job of of, of explain, explaining to uh, us without having to do you know flashbacks or, or a long exposition. Um, it's kind of a it's kind know, of a fan service movie, isn't it? But one that you know does this, it, it's kind of a fan service thing for the big time Blade Runner fans. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not fan service in the way that maybe like the you know the criticisms of like the new Star Wars yeah. movies are. It's fan service to like, hey, Blade Runner's kind of a like Blade Runner's kind of a art film. And so I'm making yeah. an art film. And if you and, and it's yeah. and it's a fan service that's like, hey, it's cool, you know, come see the movie if you even if you haven't seen the original. But if you've seen the original, you're really gonna like this. Yeah. Yes. I. I this movie. Yes. If you've seen the original Blade Runner, if you're a fan of the original Blade Runner, I, I I can't 
fathom someone liking Blade Runner and not liking Blade 2049. Yeah, me either. Uh, and then on the to that, this movie is its own movie. It's not setting up a bigger universe. It's not, it's not trying to set up a franchise. It is a beginning, middle, and yep. story. Yep. So, um, but definitely watch Blade Runner if you're going to watch this. Just do yourself. Just set up. Just set, set out five hours. The first Blade Runner is surprisingly short for when you think sci-fi 80s movie. I, I don't know. I, I was expecting it to be a little longer than its runtime. Less than two hours. Yeah, yeah, that is this just a... Oh, no, 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 if you get that extra 15 seconds of the final cut. your average movie right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not this long epic. Um, uh, um, would you like to see Blade Runner 2049, uh, a sequel? Um, no, but I, I do want to catch these prequels. Um, but but no, I, I'm, I think we're, we can leave it there and be good. There's nothing from 2049 I want them to directly make a sequel of. I don't think there's some mystery that needs to be discussed that I'm just dying to see that, oh, they need to answer this. That being said, the fact that you took a very skillful filmmaker and in, in Danny Villeneuve took the, the, this world and he was able to create, he was able to make his own thing, but, you know, expand on the world. If someone else was also very talented I wouldn't mind seeing another Blade Runner story. Sure. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Something else I'm in this world. I'm with you on that. You know, it, yeah. Yeah. That being said, I don't want to see this be like a, a studio pumping out sequels thing. We don't no, need that. Definitely not. Yeah. We, we, we don't need Blade Runner 8 where, you know, it, you know, it turns to a Fast and the Furious movie. But, you know, I, you know, if some other, um, you know. Whoever, whoever's a, a hot director in the next five years, if, if, it, if it turns out that there's someone whose films I really enjoy and all of a sudden they announce that they're doing a Blade Runner. Uh, 2079? 2079? I'd be interested. Uh, do you, do you again, think... They slapped Michael Bay on there. I'm not going to like it. Do you think that we needed the 2049 tag? That's always my next question. So this has a unique sequel title, and I always ask how you grade it. Um, I don't know if you needed a year. I, I, I don't. It's interesting. I, I don't think you needed it. I think you could have called it something else. I mean, we're looking at these these prequel names, and some of them sound yeah. pretty cool. Um, let me get back. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, it is all by year, yeah, but it's like twenty forty eight. Then, yeah, uh, they do. Th- but you know, so you have twenty. Yeah, twenty forty eight. Nowhere to run. Uh, Blade Runner Blackout 2022, 2036 Nexus Dawn. I think you could chop these years off. I, I don't know if it's in necessary to the story. I, you know, I like that the movie takes place 30 years later, and that's what 20... You know, this isn't a Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> um, uh, uh, debacle, you know, 2049 actually does reference something. I, I, it does. Uh, I do... I think they did it to actually tell people that this is not a remake. Yeah. I think that's what they did. Just because, you know, the artwork and the posters, you know, if you just put Blade Runner on there, people are like, oh, remake, uh, Gosling is Deckard. Right. You know. Yeah, and you don't want to call it Blade Runner 2. Yeah. You know, but yeah, and then, you know, if you did go Blade Runner, you know, if you called this one Blade Runner Nexus Dawn or Blade Runner, you know, Replicant Rebel, you know, whatever, the, you know, flashy title someone could come up with. Maybe that would lead to some confusion. I, I, you're right. I, I do like that. This is telling you, Blade Runner twenty four nine. 
if you saw Blade Runner, you know this is 30 yeah. years later. It's the future. It is not, yeah, it's not telling the same story. It's not, yeah. Um, where do you grade it on, on your um, sequel and remake? You know, naming? honestly, it's pretty low for me. I, I, I think it's kind of a cop-out, but it makes sense. It's hard for me to grade. Yeah, I, I'm going to say no. I, I don't think it. I don't think we need the 2049 on there. A different mm-hmm. tag would have been better. Um, yeah. What that? What I, I would have to really think about what I would want that tag to be. Um, but I, I, I respect that they did it. Yeah, I, I do find it always kind of funny in these sci-fi movies where they they. They do date themselves. Um, so you call it 2049, you know, right now. We're like, well, that's 29 years from now. Uh, you know, and it's a reference to, to the original Blade Runner, which takes place in 2019, which in itself is just kind of funny that, you know, it's, I watched it in 2020. Yeah. I was like, oh, this, this movie takes place yeah. in the past. <laughs> you, know, I was, you know, it's a different world. It's a fictional world. It's a different world. It's a different. But uh, it's just always funny when it's like, is this what they thought 2019 was going to be? I, I got to say, Mark, I'm pretty stoked about uh what Vegas turns into here in the near future. Yeah. Giant, just giant <laughs> statues of like Titans and, and the pyramid uh, hovering over the Luxor. Oh man, yeah, I'm stoked. And, uh, Elvis holograms. <laughs> Elvis holograms. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for future Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, the title itself, you know, it's no Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, but you know, it is better than uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, this title, this title's in a gray area for me. Um, yeah, if Teen Wolf Two is the top, <laughs> yeah, this is down there with um, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I'd probably Blues Brothers 2000 because it made no sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Would you like to see? Does this movie need to be remade? No. no. See, be in the hands of someone better to tell the story. No, this movie's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a sequel goes, is this one of the best sequels we've reviewed? Yeah, uh, I think it probably is. We haven't touched Terminator the, 2. Yeah, but we haven't got that one yet. As far as we that, haven't hit any the ones uh, we, Back to the Futures yet. Right. Um, but, you know, you, you know, Godfather 2 is the greatest right. sequel. Uh, Aliens, you know, for, for what it did from Aliens, it's one of the greatest sequels. I, You know, we do a lot of fun sequels. Uh, Jane Silent Bob's reboot, I think we both enjoyed. It was fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of looking at our list here. Yeah, Man of Lost is like, that was a good sequel. We, we, I think we both enjoyed it. This, I'm going to say, is one of the great sequels. That This is right up there with Aliens and The Godfather 2 um, and Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, you know, right there with Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2. Blade Runner 2049. What if, I mean, think about if, um, if uh, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a line here. Think about if, like, a James Cameron decided to do this sequel right now like today or back in back, the 90s? you know back in the 90s or back like you know after the the uh success of aliens 
Yeah, then this is like his next venture. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I definitely think. I, done mean, what, I mean, very cool. If he did it now, it would take place on uh, Pandora. And, I mean, um, but think of the difference people. between like Alien and Aliens. Like the Aliens sequel, yeah. it it main it, it it ups the action like by a million, right? Compared to Alien, right? Another, another Ridley. Okay, Scott. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. if Ridley Scott's Blade Runner is on the same lines as Ridley Scott's Alien, what would James Cameron's Blade Runner? Blade Runners be in in nineteen eighty in nineteen eighty two or nineteen eighty five. What would Blade Runners have been like? Would it be would it be an, uh, another masterpiece like Aliens? You know, I I I I probably you know James Cameron just based on the trajectory of of him doing Alien to Aliens or even Terminator to Terminator two. Uh, I think Blade Runners would have been the war between replicants and right. humans. And awesome. it would have been, <laughs> yeah, it would have been awesome. And we'd be saying that, you know, oh, oh, they're, they're, they're completely different. Blade Runner is, is a is a mystery noir detective film. And then Blade Runners is this just action, just revolutionized action war sci-fi movies. Um, which... To start off, yes, yeah. I said that <laughs> but it was James Cameron. That's, that's a lot different than if it was in the hand of uh, the guy who, who did yeah. Pacific Rim 2. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah. shit, there's a Blade Runner show count. Oh, wow. Blade Runner Black Lotus. 13 episodes. Yeah. Animated. Should they call Blade Runners? Runners. Yeah. Big animated guy. I, uh... I'm getting into it. I'm getting more into the animated. I think, uh... It all started when, uh, well, I mean, I've always enjoyed, like, Batman the Animated Series and, and uh, Beyond Batman. Um, but it really started when Netflix did the Castlevania anime. Those are oh, right. awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not into anime. I'm, I'm Japanese anime stuff I'm staying well away of. But it's kind of rekindled, uh-huh. like, my appreciation for an animated film. Even though those are TV shows, but. Yeah, Blade Runner uh, lends itself well to animation. Although one thing I just find so cool about 2049, or even the original Blade Runner, is that it, it's just live action. The, 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 the you know, when you, you can animate something, you kind of have this endless possibility of anything you can do. I, I like that. You know, and this is obviously heavy visual effects, but, um, you know, I, I just... It's very cool to see it in live action. To see live action Ryan Gosling and to see how they, you know... Um, how uh, uh, Ana de Armas's character, you know, how she looks in that world, how you could see through her when the rain hits her. I, I just like that that exists in, in a real world where when you can animate it, you know, obviously you have a lot more freedom yeah. to do that kind of stuff. But uh, the world itself is is so cool that Blade Runner's created that uh, uh, an animated series. Yeah, I mean, there's, cool. there's there's more than just L.A. and Vegas. You know, it's this vast world, and you kind of want to yeah. see see what oh, else yeah, is I going mean, on. You know, they, Replicants were made to, you know, uh, you know, their their, their labor um, yep. in outer yeah, space. Off world, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you could go. You know, I mean, yeah. I, we don't. We don't leave Earth, right? In, in either of these nope, movies. No, we don't. Yeah, it's just Los Angeles, and then this one kind of, you know, he can yep. fly around a little more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's there's a ton to see. How's Australia hap- handling the replicant I mean, situation? Probably you know? pretty good because they're handling COVID well. So they're pro- it's probably like yeah. <laughs> paradise there. Oh, New Zealand announced zero replicants. <laughs> so, 
have no issue with it. Uh, last question before we get uh, before we finish it. Decker is in this movie, um, so that's not a spoiler. He's on the poster. Is in your opinion, watching these movies, is Decker? I believe replicant? I do believe Decker is a replicant. Yes, it is my opinion. Based on based on the theatrical version and this movie, I'm going to say Decker is not okay. a replicant. That, 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 that is both valid opinions. That's what's yeah, cool about these they movies. Definitely, oh, really? Scott and Harrison Ford can't even agree. So, uh, and I'm glad that this movie doesn't go out to try to answer it any more than yeah, the first one. I, I, you could watch this movie and you could see clues leading both ways. And trust me, that that is a Reddit rabbit hole you can oh, you can go man. down. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner 2049, do we need I, it? I'm going to say, yeah, we needed it. I'm not sure we needed it before I saw yeah. it, but then after I saw it, I'm like, yeah, we needed it. Yeah, shame on me for not seeing this sooner. Uh, I, I, I do think it's one of the best uh, sequels we've done. It's probably one of the better films of 2017. And you know what's funny about you saying that, shame on me, um, because I think I said something similar after I watched Prisoners, another Danny Villeneuve movie. Is yeah. I am so angry. It took me so long to watch that movie because it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, man. I, I finished Blade Runner. And I think about how much I love like Sicario, and uh, you know, I've seen Sicario four times, uh-huh. four or five times, a handful of times. Uh, Prisoners. Uh, I was going down the list. I was like, yeah. I, I saw Arrival in theaters, and I walked away. I was like, I was blown away by Arrival. I still I haven't, haven't seen Arrival. Much. That's probably a movie. I, I would, Believe I would it or not. recommend it. I, you know, now <laughs> I, I, I'm going to put uh, Danny Villeneuve in, in a guy that just whatever he does, I'm going to consider like must yeah, watch. Yeah, I think that's a good call. He, yeah, he, he's uh, entered like a, you know Chris Nolan territory of just like oh he's got a movie coming out. All right, it's going to be probably pretty kick ass yeah. to see this in theaters. Um, so yeah, check out Blade Runner 2049. Check out the original Blade Runner. It's a very it has a very successful sequel, and they, they they just work great together. If you have thoughts on Blade Runner, if you if you really want to break down why Mike is wrong that Decker's a replicant, if if you have if you've written just pages and pages of why he is a replicant, you want to send to me. Um, you can do that. DBTGpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, DBTGPod. Um, let us know what, what you thought yeah. of 2049. Are you one of these people who just said, no, enough feel explosion? Free to tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Harrison Ford has an earring, and no other replicants have earrings. So <laughs> you can't pierce their ears. <laughs> it's, it's the one uh, impenetrable area of the replicant is the ears. Now, not many people know that. You got to watch the prequels. You got to watch uh, Nexus Dawn to really to really get that information. Uh, uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. We haven't picked out a movie for next week. We're, we'll we'll work on one. We'll. Uh, I'm really glad I got this out of the way. You know, uh, um, hopefully we can keep this going with, with, with some more good oh, sequels and remakes. It was just so good to watch. You know, it just felt good, right? To, yeah, it did. It, it did feel like I was doing homework when you yeah. know, watching Goose yeah. Brothers. I was like, oh, I'm doing it for the show. I'm doing it for the show. This was, uh, you know, this was for my own enjoyment. Uh, so that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another movie. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy. Got to see Blade Running, whatever that is. Happy birthday. <laughs>